0: Section fourteen of Mars and its Canals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Daniel Lee. Mars and its Canals by Percival Lowell. Chapter thirteen The Reddish Ochre Tracts both for their evidence and their extent the great ochre stretches of the disk claim attention first largely unchangeable these show essentially the same day after day and from the year's beginning to its end in hue they range from sand color to a brick red some parts of the planet being given to the one tint some to the other it is to the latter that the fiery tint of mars to the naked eye is due The differences in complexion are local and peculiar both in place and time for though saffron best paints the greater part of the light areas certain localities present at times a red like that of our red sandstone hellas is one of these ruddy regions and area another it is only on occasion that they thus show and to what to assign their variability is as yet matter of conjecture possibly it is owing to martian meteorologic condition possibly to something else but whatever its origin the change is not so much contradictory of as supplementary to the general fact of unalterableness which is after all the basic trait about them and the keynote to their condition land the ochre regions have generally been taken for and land they still make good their claim to be considered for the better they are seen the greater ground for the belief indeed they seem to be nothing but ground or in other words deserts their color first points them out for such the pale salmon hue which best reproduces in drawings the general tint of their surface is that which our own deserts wear the sahara has this look still more it finds its counterpart in the far aspect of the painted desert of northern arizona to one standing on the summit of the san francisco peaks and gazing off from that isolated height upon this other isolation of aridity the resemblance of its lambent saffron to the telescopic tints of the martian globe is strikingly impressive far forest and still farther desert are transmuted by distance into mere washes of color the one robin eggs blue the other roseate ochre and so bathed both in the flood of sunshine from out a cloudless burnished sky that their tints rival those of fire opal none otherwise do the martian colors stand out upon the disk at the far end of the journey down the telescope's tube even in its modellings the one expanse recalls the other to the painted desert its predominated tint is given by the new red sandstone of the Trias, the stratum here exposed and this shows in all its pristine nakedness because of the lack of water to clothe it with any but the sparsest growth limestones that crop out beside it are lighter yellow whitish and steel gray and seen near give the terrain the look of a painter's palette seen from far they have rather the tint of sand and the one effect like the other is martian in look and as if to assimilate the two planetary appearances the more the thread of blue-green that attention traces athwart the painted desert marks the line of cottonwoods along the banks of the little colorado river deserts both if look be any guarantee of character with verdure banding them in other ways these earthly deserts offer a parallel to the martian No desert on earth is absolutely devoid of life of some kind, vegetal and animal. The worst conditioned are not what one is taught in childhood to believe a desert to be. A vast waste of sand, with a camel and a palm thrown in to heighten the sterility. In all Saharas outside of the pages of the school books, some vegetation grows. Though it is commonly not of a kind to boast of, being rather a success d'estimie, a sagebrush, cacti and the like but what is of interest here in the connection is its colour for it is commonly of a more ochreish tint than usual in keeping with its surroundings a paling out of the green to something more tawny indicating a relative reduction of the chlorophyll and an increase of the lipochromes in the tissue of the plant since the one gives the green tint to the leaves the other the yellow as this vegetation poor as it is has its annual history it must alter the look of the desert at times and produce precisely those slight variations in tint observable on mars in like circumstance the arizona desert dates from no further back than early tertiary times as the limestone of the cretaceous there present shows water then stretched where the desert is now and the limestone beds were laid down in it how old the martian saharas are we have no means of knowing but one thing we may predicate about both, a desert is not an original but an acquired condition of a planet's surface, demonstrably so in the case of a planet which has had a sedimentary epoch in its life history. In the Arizona desert the surface is composed of depositary rock of Mesozoic times, except where lava streams have flowed down over it since then the land then was once under water and cannot have been fertile for some time after it emerged but we're not left to inference in the matter however good that inference may be a little to the south of the painted desert in the midst of the barren plateau of northern arizona of which the former makes a part stand the remains of a petrified forest huge chalcedony trunks of trees so savingly transmuted into stone that their genus is still decipherable Lies scattered here over the barren ground in waste profusion one of them still spanning a canyon just as it fell in that to wit destructive day of a far prehistoric past the rock stratum on which their remains lie is of triassic and cretaceous times and the petrifications show that in the cretaceous a stately forest overspread the land in those days at least the spot was fertile where now sparse sagebrush and cacti find a living hard not here alone where the blocks are so conspicuous as to invite their carrying away is a former flourishing growth of vegetation attested but over large adjoining areas of desert search has brought the like past tendency to light fragments of what were once trees have been picked up in the little colorado basin and in the neighborhood of ash fork on both sides that is of the present forest crown that covers the higher part of the plateau from which rise the san francisco peaks in the blue distance the mountains look down verdure clad upon a now encircling waste but one which in earlier eras was as pine bearing as they their lofty oasis is all that is now left of a once fertile country the retreat of the trees up the slopes in consequence of a diminishing rainfall until a rise of two thousand feet from what once was timberland is necessary to reach the tree-line of today, being typical of desert lands and testifying to greater aqueous affluence in the past in the same manner streams descend from the cedar-clad range of the lebanon to lose themselves in the arabian desert just without the doors of damascus and palestine has desiccated within history times palestine A land once flowing with milk and honey can hardly flow poor water now and furnishes another straw to mark the ebbing of the water supply this making of deserts is not a sporadic incidental or local matter although local causes have abetted or hindered it on the contrary it is an inevitable result of planetary evolution a phase of that evolution which follows from what has been said in chapter seven on the abandonment of a planet by its water deserts are simply another sign of the same process the very aging which began by depriving a body of its seas takes from it later its forest and its grass a growing scarcity of water is bound to depauperate the one as it depletes the other we have positive proof of the action in our own deserts for these bear testimony in places at least to not having always been so, but to have gradually become so within relatively recent times. But we have more general proof of the action from the position occupied on the earth's surface by its deserts. The significant fact about the desert-making so stealthily going on is that only certain zones of the earth's surface are affected. Those belting the two tropics of Cancer and Capricorn for several degrees on either side of them, most exhibit the phenomenon. Such positioning of the deserts is not due to chance. Directly, of course, desertism is due to the dearth of rain. This, in turn, depends on the character and condition of the winds. If a wind laden with moisture travel into a colder region of the globe, its moisture is precipitated in rain, and we have a fertile country, if it voyage into a warmer clime, it takes up what little moisture may be there already, and a desert is the result. Now, our system of winds is such as to produce a fall of rain for the different latitudes, as tabulated by Sipan thus zone one forty degrees north to twenty seven degrees north, little rain in summer, but much in winter. Zone 2, 27 degrees north to 19 north. Little rain at all seasons. Zone 3, 19 degrees north to 7 degrees north. Little rain in winter, but much in summer. Zone 4, 7 degrees north to 1 degree north. Abundant rain at all seasons. Zone 5, 1 degree north to 17 degrees south little rain in winter but much in summer zone six seven degrees south to thirty degrees south little rain at all seasons zone seven thirty degrees south to thirty five degrees south little rain in summer but much in winter zones two and six the zones of minimal rainfall are also those in which the deserts occur the northern one traverses southern california arizona new mexico the sahara arabia and the desert of Gobi. the southern peru the south african veldt and central australia the belts are wavy bands which by their form betray both a general underlying trend to drought at these parallels and also the effect of local topography in the matter from being distributed thus in belts it is evident that the deserts are general globe phenomena and from their being found in only the zones of least rainfall that the earth has itself entered through though not far as yet upon the desert stage of its history once begun the desert areas must perforce spread as water becomes scarce invading and occupying territory in proportion as the rainfall there grows small now the axial tilt of mars is almost exactly the same as that of our earth the latest determinations from the ensemble of measures giving twenty-four degrees for it here then we have initial conditions reproducing those of earth but from the smaller size of the planet that body would age the earlier since it would lose its internal heat the more rapidly just as a small stone cools sooner than a larger one On general principles, therefore, it should now be more advanced in its planetary career. In consequence, desertism should have overtaken more of its surface than has yet happened on Earth, and instead of narrow belts of sterility, we should expect to find there Saharas of relatively vast extent. Now such a state of things is precisely what the telescope reveals, the ochre tracts occupy nine-tenths of the northern hemisphere, and a third of the southern. Three-fifths, therefore, of the whole surface of the planet is a desert. Of cosmic as well as of particular import is the correlation thus made evident between the physical principles that affect the aging of a planet and the aspect Mars presents. Experimental corroboration of those laws is thus afforded, while reversely, confidence in their applicability is increased with continued observation the planet appears more desiccate as improved conditions bring it nearer dry land as it was thought to be proves even drier something which lacks water for the ordinary necessities of a living world the picture the planet offers to us is thus arid beyond present analog on earth pitiless as our deserts are they are but faint forecasts of the state of things existent on mars at the present time only those who as travellers have had experience of our own saharas can adequately picture what mars is like and what so waterless a condition means only such can understand what is implied in having the local and avoidable thus extended into the unescapable and the world-wide and what a terrible significance for everything martian lies in that single word Desert. End of section 14.